Yeah. Listen, I can read it. I just don't have, I don't have to agree. Okay. We're, we're on a page of day 119 titled The Man of Trust. I'm going to presume committees and courts that this is where we're supposed to be. Hashem has commanded us to study Torah at every available moment. At, at the very least, we are, we are to set aside a fixed portion of time each day for its study. We are also commanded to set aside a portion of our earnings for tzedakah, charity, and fulfill other mitzvahs which ostensibly seem to deplete one's resources or prevent him from adding to his income. The evil inclination incites the Jew to be lax in his observance of these mitzvahs by way of simple arguments. What will you be left with in the end if you give away so much money, which could be used towards lucrative investment? Or, now is a most opportune time for a business trip. You might never have an, an opportunity, you might you might never have an opportunity like this one. Your studies will have to wait for another time. In this way, one feels compelled to give less charity or to sacrifice his fixed learning session for the sake of the business opportunity, which cannot be missed. To counter this, David declares, Trust in Hashem, Tehillim 37. Trust that he will surely grant you whatever has been decreed for you and to do good. Through such trust, you will find yourself ready to carry out all the good which the Torah seeks for of you. Talmud Yerushalami, Sota 913, relates that a businessman was once studying Torah when some customers approached him, demanding that he show him his merchandise. The man replied, I will not interrupt my fixed study period. If this profit has been decreed for me, then inevitably it will be mine. Speaking, Rachulis is... Rachulis. There doesn't seem to be any segue here, but so I'm going to just keep reading. Speaking Rachulis is prohibited even when it is made clear that the act committed was totally justified. It is therefore forbidden to tell someone that another person spoke negatively of him for a constructive purpose, Latolas. Moreover, it is forbidden to tell someone that another person spoke negatively of him upon the advice of a posak, a halakhic authority. People tend to bear ill will towards those who speak against them, even when it is obvious that the speaker is justified in doing so. So how is Rechilis, this is a good point that I think you brought up as a segue, how is the Rechilis connected to what you were saying? What's Rechilis? Yeah, speaking. Right, speaking, yeah, Rechilis is justified Lashon Hara, I think. And so how does that a segue to what you were reading first? I don't. I don't see it, no, don't except see that. Except except that, the 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 customers approach the businessman, and imply that he doesn't need to be as devoted to Torah, or isn't as devoted to Torah as he seems to be. 
Well, it's, no, it but, seems to me when I was re- listening to what you were saying, it was kind of like the whole idea of Shabbos, that you, know, you, you in the desert they strived and did what they needed to do for six days, and they got a double portion. On the last day, so but on the sixth day. No, on, this, on, the, on the sixth day, so five days, and on the sixth day they got a double portion. So on the seventh day they didn't have to worry because the man up rained down twice as much to cover things. So with that in mind, it's the same process. You work hard all week long, and you don't let the outside world impact you as it relates to Shabbos. If you keep Shabbos, God will provide you and rain down on you. Right, and, and that's, what he, that's what he's saying here, yeah. is that in the last one, the man replied, I will not interrupt my fixed study period. If this prophet has been, it apparently approached him demanding that he show, oh, I call, okay, so they wanted to see his merchandise with the idea of buying. And he's saying, you'll have to come back when I'm not studying, right? So that's where the Rechilas comes That's in. right, the Rechilas okay. is right. All right. Okay? So just to clarify, Rechilas is not justified motion, or it's a rationalization for motion. Oh, well, you know, don't we all live for some rationalizations? Yeah. Am I flipping through this book in the wrong direction? Oh, you know something? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I was, <laughs> I was going right to left. <laughs> okay, so, so forget about the stuff about the Rekilis. That was in the previous lesson. Okay? All right, so now we're going to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this is the segue, okay? All right. Committees and courts. The prohibition against speaking rachilas is highly relevant when a committee meets to consider an individual for possible enrollment in a school, employment in a firm, or appointment to a communal or organizational position. Whether or not the final outcome is in the person's favor, it is forbidden to divulge the identity of anyone who expressed an opinion against the person. It is wrong for a member of the committee to tell the candidate, I was on your side, but was outvoted by my colleagues. Rabbi Van pointed that out. We talked about that before. The same would apply when a based-in rabbinical court considers a case and comes to a decision against the party. It is forbidden for any of the judges to state that the ruling was, was unanimous or which judges sided with which party, or even say, I voted in your favor but was outnumbered. For it is natural for people to harbor ill will toward those, toward those who ruled against them. It is inconceivable that one's livelihood should suffer because he refuses to interrupt his fixed study period to engage in business. Can it be that Hashem would subtract from the amount of sustenance that has been decreed for an individual on Rosh Hashanah because that person faithfully adheres to his schedule of Torah study? My observation would be that it's not going to make any difference. Whatever has been decreed to you for the entire year can only be subtracted by your justification or a rationalization. Oh, listen, you guys, you guys, let me, let me take just a moment and I'll help you out, but not in the future. I don't want to do this too often, right? Well, I've, I've read that, that God decrees, but we have the, we have, 
the ability, because we have choice, to enhance the decree or reduce the decree. Meaning, if God says we're supposed to get $100,000, but we do things beyond what we were planning to do because our heart wants us to do it, because we want to we do the right thing, because God wants us to be that kind of a person, it, it might enhance the decree instead of 100,000, you get 120,000. Right. Conversely, if you do things that are negative, that it might shrink that 100,000 to 80,000. Right. So it's not right. cast in stone. So it's not cast in stone, so it's a baseline. Yes. Right? Either yeah. you get commissions or you can get dinged. Yes. <laughs> One other thing here in relation to what you were just saying uh, regarding your behavior and the amount of money or whatever return you get for your behavior. It might be okay. It might be something other than money. It could be longer life. It could be a lot of things. Okay. Well, yeah. let's stick with one thing at a time. <laughs> let's stick with uh, behavior and money. Now, the first is you can treat what you receive as a reward. Or you can treat your, what you receive as an incentive to broaden the spectrum of what good you're going to be doing for other people around you, for which money would be a, an essential right. feature. Recompense. So you can look at either one as a, here I'm a good boy, so I decide I, I'm, I'm deserving a great reward. Here I'm doing these extra things, so maybe Hashem will help me in performance of those mitzvahs. Right. As long as you don't go into it with the attitude, I'm going to do this, therefore I'm going to get a reward. Right. Right? Because well, that on the, that would, there's no faster way to negate what God will give you than to say, I'm doing this for this reward. Well, sometimes you're not always, even if you do a mitzvah for not the right reason, doing the mitzvah itself is a good thing and doesn't negate from the mitzvah. Yeah. However, it you're can. supposed to learn through the interaction between yourself and Hashem and the mitzvah that you're doing that maybe you're on the right path and here you have an opportunity to, by your increased knowledge, to be able to perform at a better level. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it is inconceivable that one's livelihood... No, 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 no. Oh, okay, right. Uh, surely one cannot w hope to improve his situation by contravening the will of Hashem and disrupting his Torah study in order to earn profit or by giving less tzedakah than a man of his means should give. Only the wicked improve their material existence in this world by transgressing God's will. As it is written, and he repays his enemies in his lifetime and make him perish, Devarim. I think I, I, I skipped a paragraph. If, if one's steadfastness in this area results in the loss of a business opportunity, this should not be cause for concern. The omnipotent has infinite ways of bringing profit to one's door. If it will not be here today, it will be here some other day. One thing is certain. By the time the year ends, whatever income has been decreed in heaven will be his, as our sages have taught. 
all of a person's income is fixed each year from Rosh Hashanah to, until Rosh Hashanah. And all the effort and, a business, and business acumen in the world will not gain him, gain him one cent more. Well, okay. That's kind of saying it's, de- it's cut in stone. It's not. It's just a baseline. No, because you can you can enhance it. Okay, so let's go back and lo- let me read it. Yeah. Okay. I just read it. I I can't I can't say for sure if it was the Rambam or or who it was, but absolutely unequivocally, you you can you can change decree. Okay. But perhaps what the what the change can be is that you, is that at the beginning of the year you are decreed to make let's say we'll we'll just we'll we'll restrict this to money say two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year and the only, it's it's just like in some court college courses you start out with a hundred percent and every or like <laughs> like a driver's test right. You know, everybody starts out with 100%. Everything you do wrong, right, detracts from that 100%. Do enough wrong, and you don't, you know, you don't pass. What happens if you okay? do more? It's like 100 and 100. For instance, you're supposed to... Maybe there's no way to do more. To, you're supposed to buy an, an, an S-Rope in Alula. So you buy an S-Rope for 35 bucks. You buy an S-Rope for $100. If, if you're spending more money than... You know, obviously, somebody that's wealthy, hundred dollars, no, you know, big deal. But I'm just saying, if if you're just the average Joe on the street and you can afford a thirty-five dollar restaurant, when you buy a hundred dollar restaurant because you really want to really enhance the holiday, right. it gets hard for that. Yeah, but that's but my guess is based on this at the moment, is that you were decreed to do that. Right. Well, I okay. Now I don't know. You do whatever you get is ultimately what you're going to decree. Whether in the interim to that end journey, this happens or that happens, that's part of what that is destined. No, no, I'm just saying. It actually, all a person's income is fixed each year from Rosh Hashanah until Rosh Hashanah. Okay. And all the effort and business acumen in the world will not gain him one cent more. Shkaya. Okay. We don't want to lose our money. Rabbi, Rabbi, where are you? All right. <laughs>